Welcome to 50 Shades of Shilamita, the podcast where nothing is off limits. As a multidimensional sovereign mom, partner, CEO, serial entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author, I am on a mission to help more women and men become fully embodied in their sovereignty and power so they can live their truth, speak it unapologetically, and live a life free from the matrix. Each week, I will bring you episodes that will awaken you, inspire you to think outside of the box, and step into the leader that you know that you are. The world needs more people who are walking their talk and unafraid to stand in their truth, and I'm here as your guide to help you do just that. Welcome to another episode of 50 Shades of Shilamita with your hostess, Shilamita. I have a really exciting guest for you guys today. She is full of so much information. Amy is the CEO of a multi-million dollar human design brand, Align by Design, where she brings all the elements and integration of human design in a way you've never experienced HD before. Amy's work creates transformation based on ease, flow, magnetism, and quantum leap. All of her work is completely centered around integration and embodiment of human design. She is an expert in seeing, understanding, and creating energetic strategies that will work for your business based on your own energy. She is a multi-million dollar CEO. I would like to welcome Amy Elizabeth to the show. Thank you, Shalomita. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for that intro. And I can't wait to chat. This is so exciting because human design has completely changed and shifted my life as I'm sure it has yours. So I'm excited to bring you to my audience, to the world, because I feel like everybody needs to know about human design. So for those listening that have never heard those words before, what is your definition of what human design is? Yeah, so human design essentially in the easiest way to <clears throat> explain it is it's it's a roadmap. It literally, like, you know, when you, you have a, a child and everybody always says like, I wish they came with a handbook. I wish I understood my child. Here it is. Here's your human design. So it is the energetic DNA and understanding of how our energy and our internal system is really meant to operate. It shows us the places that we have our internal power that we want to be tapping into, that we want to really in, in other people see and magnetize as well and amplify. And then the centers and the areas within us that aren't consistent, that we don't want to be working out of consistently, that we're going to have to be super aware of, of how we've been conditioned, what our beliefs are that don't serve us. And obviously then the interaction with each other in the understanding of anyone else, of, uh, you know, our team members, our partners, our children, our clients, it shows us how they operate too and work best. So when we lean into this, it, it literally opens up an entire life that we didn't know was possible, but internally everyone's like, Oh, I feel like I should be like this. Ooh, why do I think like this? Why do I operate like this? Like everything we're always like, why do I do it? It explains it for you. It is so validating. And it really is like, it will never change throughout, throughout your life. It is your energetic DNA. So we 
we want to understand it in order to create that ease in our worlds. Yeah, I, that like hits the nail on the head because I remember the very first time I learned about human design, it was right at the start of COVID. I took a workshop and I learned that I was a projector and the people that were running the class were like projecting a nap in the middle of the afternoon. And I was like, I think I signed up for the wrong class here. And they were like, no, you don't understand. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm on a busy acupuncture practice. I see four patients an hour. Like I don't stop to eat. Forget about stopping to take a nap. Plus I'm like the worst napper of all time. And they were like, just, you know, make it your own and just stop in the middle of the day. And then, you know, COVID happened and we were essential. So my husband and I were still working, but instead of taking a nap in the middle of the day, I started going into my hot tub in the middle of the day. And then I remember the first time I took a bath at like 11 a.m. And I'm like, am I allowed to be doing this right now? Right. It was like, like permission in a sense to be who I actually am because now fast forward three years later, I'm in the bath sometimes twice a day. I love to work out of my bed. It's like I really leaned into my design and understanding who I am and being okay with who I am. I think like that is really the part for me that I love about the human design. Totally. Well, first of all, projectors love water. So, <laughs> so funny. But it really is like that validation and that permission. And most of us, our entire lives are so conditioned to be operating in a certain way that is society, like, like fully approved by society. Right. And that's where we get into this, like, wait a second, I can't take a nap. I don't know how to nap. I don't know how to rest. I don't know how to turn on the brakes. And it's not until we start incorporating it and start playing with it. It really is an experiment, right? There is no right or wrong way to do it. And sometimes people can feel like there's limitations within human design. Like you can only work a certain amount of hours a day. It's just, these are ideal guidelines and everybody's lifestyle is different, but we start to pull that and play with it and experiment. Instead of taking a nap, it's like, yeah, I need, I need a hot tub break, you know, instead of waking up and like going, 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 and then feeling burnt out. You're like, oh, now I understand why I just overworked yesterday. Right now I need, I need a day or I'm going to need the weekend to just turn off. Yeah. And for somebody who is just discovering human design for the very first time and like me, right, I had resistance towards what I was being told. What kind of advice would you give them to allow the human design to really integrate with them? Oh, good question. So I would definitely say, allow yourself to be intrigued be intrigued, you know, like, even like you said, well, I can't do that. But there was something intriguing where you're like, well, wait a second, should I, could I, how is that going to work? So just be intrigued by what you hear, what you're learning, what, what you're picking up. And then the biggest thing, instead of beginning to incorporate it, begin to notice where you're mi feeling misalignment. So I always tell people, instead of us trying to be like perfectly aligned, go into the places where you notice I'm misaligned here. I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling lack of inspiration. I'm feeling lack of vitality. I'm feeling, I really want to do this thing, but I'm making myself do this thing. Start to notice where your life, your work, your business, your communication, you're giving to yourself, your relationships are just feeling like misaligned, compressed, restrictive, because those will be the places that when we start 
to shift and understand how you're supposed to be or how it could be, you'll be like, oh, I get it. This doesn't feel good and this doesn't feel right. Let's start to practice a little bit of that. So if you can stay open, be intrigued and survey your life for what doesn't feel good, you'll naturally start desiring that incorporation. I think the best part of human design for me personally was some of the things that I thought were quote unquote wrong with me or, you know, things that people had said to me along the lines of the years of like, maybe, you know, I'm too egotistical or I, you know, have this like desire to be seen or, you know, like all of these negative things, or at least I thought they were negative, right? Because of what society was telling me. And then all of a sudden I find out that I'm an emotional projector with an ego center. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm supposed to be exactly who I am, right? And it gave me this confidence really of like, well, I'm not egotistical. I just like have this innate knowing that I'm supposed to be on stage and I'm supposed to be the center of attention when I walk into a room. And there was really this beautiful shift that happened for me when I started to understand that because I was no longer seeking this outside validation from others to let me know that it was okay to be me because really it wasn't okay for people to be me, right? I actually bothered people when I walked into a room and was myself. So then I started to build this cocoon around me and internally I was thinking that something was wrong with me. But the more that I started learning about human design, the more readings I was doing with different you know, people that were, that were doing this work, it really helped me to be like, I just get to be me, right? Like I just get to be what I desire from the inside. Yeah. How do you feel yeah. about that? Oh my gosh, exactly. And and that's that's the most freeing and liberating part. And that's what I love to hear about human design for people to be like, oh my gosh, like there's nothing wrong with me. And again, like we're, we're taught and shamed so much about not being how other people want us to be when we're like, then we try to change ourselves. So our self-trust is actually built and conditioned to mistrust ourselves. We're, we're meant to, we're built or conditioned to trust what other people say, what their beliefs are, what feels, you know, the most convenient for them, for them to feel good. When really human design gives us the understanding of how we trust ourselves. We trust the desire to be seen. We trust, you know, our next step in allowing whatever that ego was to, to drive you forward, right? To go into that challenge, to do the thing, what makes you feel alive. And that's where we cement our self-trust and to be able to create the life that, that we're really desiring, or we bust through those glass ceilings and we're like limitless. And that's where it becomes really effortless. But until we can understand those things and break down that shame and break down that guilt that we've been harboring in trying to be somebody else or not feeling confident and who we are, when we break that down, we break free. Yeah. But until that moment, we, we continue to live with bitterness and frustration or anger or overwhelm or shame or guilt or lack. And we just don't know how to get out, right? We don't know. But it really comes back to the self and the trust and the allowing of this is who I am and I'm, I'm going to be it. 
the allowance is, is the key part. If you are listening or watching this and you are struggling with who you are and who you came here to be, and you're in a circle of people who really don't get you, there are a lot of people who are going to love you just the way that you are. And really learning this stuff and connecting to this is really amazing. So I'm curious, like, how did you find human design? How did this become a thing for you in your life? Yeah, well, crazy story, <laughs> but basically um, I have been a teacher. So I was a teacher. I taught for about 10 years of my life. And when I had my first daughter, who's now eight, I really started to feel that pull because I was on maternity leave. And I was like, oh, wait, like there's more available for me. I have other interests outside of work and how I'm supposed to be. And then feeling so tired that I don't really have, you know, the energy to do anything. So I started to really step into what else is there for me in life? You know, I started questioning and, and thinking, what if, what if fast forward a little bit later, I had my second daughter and I had to go back a little bit early because I was offered a job teaching a different job teaching. So I was like, Oh, I don't really want to do this. I love being home with them. During that time, I actually hired a life coach and I started to understand again, like what conditioning was like how we can create in our own power. It was not human design based, but I started to just like open up my mind to more. Um, so I went back to teaching and then I was on a run I had already invested in business coaching, but I had no business. I was just kind of doing the thing, $10,000, didn't make any money for six months. And then I was like on a run, listening to a podcast, random podcast, human design. It was about human design. And I literally sprinted home. I was like, what is this human design and what am I? So I go to my computer. I find out I'm also a projector. I'm like, my entire existence makes sense. Like I was very validated as well. Everything about me. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And that's when I was like, whoa, how misaligned am I? No wonder I'm getting sick. No wonder my skin's breaking out. No wonder I'm exhausted. No wonder I have no energy for anything else. No wonder I don't want to see people, right? Everything was like, oh, that's why. So I started just playing with it for myself and just, again, shifting little things that were misaligned. I ended up obviously having the summer off as a teacher. I talked about the concept of alignment and the concept of, you know, my human design online. I landed my first couple of clients. I was working at nighttime. Obviously, again, I wasn't working during the day at this time, but it opened up like a door, like an entire world where I was like, I got to go with this. You know, I couldn't stop. So I end up going back to teaching in September, um, go back to my job. And literally I was like, what am I doing? Like everything that could possibly smack me in the face to be like, wrong way, Amy, wrong way, wrong choice, wrong choice. You got to shift this did. That's when I, my marriage started to really, um, become clear to me that there was so much going on that was not of my highest self, my highest standard, the way that I wanted to be living and really started to break apart. So there was a lot of breakdown to break through within human design. And, and this is what happens. I like to call it the unsexy work in my work. Um, but that's where I actually then first invested in Melanie, uh, Melanie and layer. And it was a mastermind. And I was literally like, I just want to make my money back the entire mastermind, I kid you not, all I, all my coaching was and what I talked about was being visible online, allowing myself to talk about human design because nobody was at the time. Like it was very like, what is this? 
breaking free of the judgment and the shame of like, what are my coworkers going to think of me? What are, what's my family? What are my friends? Like, I literally am speaking a different language. I'm going to sound crazy and allowing, I was working with my clients at nighttime at that time. So being a projector, I was waking up, getting my kids to where they needed to go, daycare, school drop-offs, going, rushing to teaching because I had a five minute, like drop off my last dot, my daughter, five minutes to get to work, get in there, do what I needed to do. Bell would ring, turn it on, teach the kids and then go home, pick up my daughters and go back, make dinner, do the whole bedtime thing and then work with my clients at night. So I was like in this mode of like, I, I'm breaking into the point of where I don't need to do this day job anymore. And this gets to be my life, but it was a lot. Yeah. So then I get into this mastermind, do that. And then finally, December of that year, I, I probably like nearing our, our last call. I made a video, did my first live about human design. And I was just like, go for it, do it. And it literally changed my entire life. Like being able to speak about it. I, my business grew, my marriage broke down even more. I got pregnant with my third child. I left teaching that February, February, March, because I was having anxiety, overwhelm, overload, pregnant, find out everything that's going on in his life. Like what's happening? Feel like my life is falling apart. But again, opens up this doorway of, okay, take a leave from teaching. I'm going to go full into my business projector style. And I literally worked a couple hours a day. I was taking care of myself, my baby. My daughter was part-time that day. I could pick her up when I wanted to. Freedom, spaciousness. Clients were coming in easily. Money started flowing. I started having consistent 10K months. And I was just like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. I love that. What a great story. And so for people that are watching right now who are stuck, right? Because we know that most people are, are living their lives right now and they're stuck. They're either working a job that they don't want to be working at, or they're in a relationship that they don't want to be in. And you know, what was the distinction for you? Like you were making the shift, but stuff was starting to fall apart. What was the distinction for you that was like, no, I'm going in the right direction? Because I feel like a lot of people when they start making a shift and things start falling apart, they find that as a sign of like, oh no, I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing. What was it for you that like kept you moving you forward towards the direction that you were headed? Oh, great question. So it was really the feeling of how good what I was doing felt. So again, <clears throat> like it felt so good to have spaciousness in my day. I defined that as success, to have freedom, to be working with incredible clients, to be getting paid what was like, it felt so incredible to me. All of that felt so good. So there was like this, this, I can't deny that. You know, and as things started to get hard, the the other part of my life, like my relationship and even thinking of like, how am I going to do it? Bringing, you know, another baby into the world and doing this online thing. Like, how do you do that? The overthinking, I really leaned into so much trust. I'm here now. This is what feels good. Everything is getting sorted out. However, it's supposed to be sorted out. I never thought it was never like, well, we're going to get divorced and la di da di da Like that was never it. I was just like, everything is working. Things are unfolding how they should. I'm going to step into the highest level self I possibly can, whether that works is effective or, you know, whether it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's happening and rearranging in life exactly how it should. So it took a lot of personal power because other people would come in and say, 
you know, why don't you stop doing that? Or why are you doing that? Or wouldn't it be easier if this, or, you know, don't give up, you know, like focus your energy here. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I know what feels right and good for me right now. I know what I'm doing. I'm not sacrificing anything. I'm not dropping any standards anywhere. I'm focusing on becoming better, being better me, better mother, better energy, more in tune, more focused. And from there, the universe, God, source has has my back and I will figure it out what I need to deal with when I need to deal with it. Yeah, quieting the outside noise and not listening to people who are not living your journey is a huge thing that I talk about in my work because all of the outside sources, they're not on the same path. They don't have the same design. They're not here to accomplish the same thing. So a lot of times we're seeking advice from people who are not in the position to give that to us. It's interesting that you talk about time and spaciousness because the second coach that I ever hired back in like 20. 17 or 2018, she had this event called Time and Freedom Live. And because I had signed up to work with her as a one-to-one client, I had gotten this event for free. And I remember it triggered the fuck out of me. I was like, how dare she invite me to an event called Time and Freedom Live when I was running a busy acupuncture practice. I think I had two kids that were under three at the time, plus the other kids were still living at home. There's five of them in my house. And, and you have five now too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I remember being so triggered by her inviting me to this event that was Time and Freedom Live. I never could imagine a life that had time and freedom, even though I felt freedom because I was an entrepreneur and I got to do my own thing, but I still was allowing for my patience to run my business instead of me running my business the way that I desired. And part of that was because I didn't know what I desired, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I talk about this a lot now with people is that I remember, you know, 12 years ago, I was living on food stamps and I was watching other people's lives in jealousy and envy. Like, why did they have that? And I don't have that. And I realized now that the reason why I didn't have that is because I didn't have the desires. I didn't have the dream. I didn't see the bigger picture. I didn't realize that all of that was available to me if I wanted that to be available to me, right? So, you know, that whole time and freedom thing, like, now I can't imagine a life without the time and freedom, but it was like getting over that hump of really reconditioning everything that I've ever known. And what I knew growing up, both of my parents worked two jobs to try to make ends meet and to get ahead. And they hoarded all their money, you know, to save and to do the things that they wanted to do. And I live on the opposite of what I grew up with and and what I learned. So a lot of this is a huge reconditioning. Completely. And the thing is, is that we only know what we see and experience to be true, right? So it actually, even for myself, it wasn't until um, my friend Liz Coyles, who worked with me at Align by Design for a while, she was like, if you weren't a teacher, what, like casually on a night out at dinner, she's like, if you weren't a teacher, what would you do? And I was like, I've never thought about that. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you could be this or this or this. She's like, you would be a great sports 
uh, you know, like uh, you should be on TV. That's literally what she said. She's like, you need to be seen. You should be on TV. Like you should be a sportscaster or something like that. Like on, on TSN or on the news or something. I was like, what? Like, I was like, wow, I've never thought about it. And that's the moment where I was like, wait a second, <laughs> how limited have I been seeing things? I literally yeah. have only seen it through the lens of what I was taught or what I was shown or, you know, the path that's kind of laid out or, you know, things that would make sense. And I was like, wow, I could be taking way more risk or uh, like that actually feels exciting for me. So it is the dreams. It's the ability to be like, wait, that can be me. Who do I have to become? What do I need to learn? How do I need to open my mind? What do I need to understand about myself to actually have that? And that's how we go from point A to point B of actually getting towards the place is starting to open up our minds, question ourselves, question what we know to be true. Does that feel good? Do I like that? And if you don't, what if, what would you like instead? And then start, you know, the relearning process of how you actually get there. Yeah. My husband said to me last night, cause I'm in like this limbo phase right now. I, I closed my acupuncture practice last year. I've been an author and a speaker for a long time. So that's not new to me, but I have all these ideas. And last night he's like, what is it going to be, Phil? Is it going to be the cafe? Is it going to be the gym? Is it going to be the, this is me that. And I'm like, it's going to be everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be everything. <laughs> But like, you know, I'm on like the opposite spectrum where before I didn't know how to dream. And now I like dream so, so many that it's like, <laughs> is there actually enough time in the day for all of the things that I want to accomplish? Thank goodness I have so many kids though. Cause I'm like, I'll just manage. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> You're really good at that. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, like to watch them, you know, like my little guy is super into spirituality and tarot and like all things manifesting. And then my middle guy and I, we are exactly the same design, which is amazing to wow, me, crazy. but we're so opposite on the spectrum. But because of this whole human design thing, it actually helped me to become a better mom because before my middle guy would like trigger me, right? Like he's the hardest one of all my kids. He's got a lot of anxiety, but then I started to realize that he is a mirror. Like literally he is my mirror. Right. And I remember like somebody saying to me one time, do you need a hug? And I'm like, huh, hug would be like really nice right now right Aww. and so, like I remember like when he would have like his worst tantrum I would look at him and be like is that what I look like when I'm like mad and upset and I'd be like do you need a hug <laughs> and just you know having this it's it's almost like having a weapon right it's like this wealth of knowledge and and you know even with my oldest it's like now he's going through his whole thing and just being able to support them, knowing that they have this path that they came on and that they are their own humans and how do we guide them the best that we can. Where like, I see other people where they're like, well, I didn't do this in my life. So I'm going to force my children to do that. Or, you know, and it's, it's, life is hard, right? But once we equip ourselves with this knowing, and I feel like that's why we're here, right? We're here to awaken to the knowing that we are supposed to be living happy, blissful, fulfilled lives. 
but people miss that mark. They don't think that they're here for that. They think that they're here for survival. Exactly. Exactly. Like that word. Perfect. Like I always say we're, we're meant, especially right now, like in this paradigm to move from survival to thrival and thrival is going to look different for every single person. That could be, you know, traveling around the world and, and going from place to place to place. It could be having a very simple life. Like that's thrival for some people. It could be having a very extravagant life. Like whatever it is, is true for you. And I think that is such a gift in parenting where humans, like our human connection and our human ability to thrive is really based around being understood. Somebody understanding you and supporting you in the way that you're designed to be supported or what's most beneficial and optimal for them. So when we have this information about our children, it's literally like, oh, you're communicating something to me. Your central nervous system is trying to communicate to you and you have no idea because you're five. You don't know how to communicate that, but I get what you need. I can fill in the gaps of understanding you and and provide that for you. And and that creates the safety for them to be themselves and really thrive in all of their power. So it is so powerful as a human, I I mean, as a parent (laughs) to understand our little humans. And I, like my youngest son too, he is like, He's like, he is my test. He's so freaking cute, but he is like, he's an emotional authority, manifesting generator, defined heart. You know, I'm like, there's a lot of willpower and there's a lot of energy going on and being a boy, you know, I'm always like, and he's like, I don't know if your sons are like this, but he's like literally madly in love with me. So it's always mummy, that's mummy, that's mummy, 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 mummy. I'm like, I can't hear my name again. But it's like, oh, I see you're an overwhelm, you know? Yeah, do you need a hug? Like, here's the tools to understand how you start to calm your system. You need a break, go take a break. Come back to me when you're ready to talk, right? Instead of like, what is it that you need? What are you trying to say? I'm like, go take some breaks, come back. Let's take a cuddle, let's hug, let's slow things down in order for the understanding to come up and for you to now have these skills where you can self self-soothe, right? You can take responsibility for self instead of putting that on somebody else that's not theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, going from school teacher to business owner, and obviously you've had great success in your business. How did you make the shift from going from school teacher to multi-millionaire? That had to be an adjustment for the people around you in your life and, you know, going from one level to another. How did you make that adjustment? Well, (laughs) that was very hard. So internally for myself, it was super easy. I was like, I understood that um, I was limited in my ability to impact these kids because it was so conditioned, the school system. I love kids. I love teaching. Born to be a teacher. I'm a five one, but it wasn't like I started to see how out of integrity it began to be because it's like, I can only teach them like this. And like, there are probably a million different ways I should be teaching them right now. But like, you know, this is all I can do. So for me, it was like that step was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. I can, you know, obviously teach and work with other entrepreneurs, adults who are fully ready to take these steps and move. And I can really differentiate my work individually to each of the people I'm working with. So in my body, I was like, oh, 
I've got this in the bag. Let's do this. Now, outside of that was where it got really shaky and rocky because I was like, oh my God, nobody's going to understand this. I have so much fear in the acceptance, in the judgment, in the guilt, in the shame. How could you leave a teaching job that provided so much stability and retirement and benefits? What are you going to do when you don't make money anymore? You know, like you can always go back to teaching. So again, it was all of these voices. And I really, I had to work through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I had to learn who could hold me, who could hold my, my stuff. I had to stop talking about my work in, in, you know, around family. I had to also feel like, learn how to feel like it was okay to be the elephant in the room, right? To be that black sheep that went in the different direction that like, I know people are talking about me. How am I still going to show up in my power? You know, how am I still going to be authentic to me and not shrink down? So a lot of what I was doing online was being very tested in my personal world and how I could do that. Even when my marriage did like completely end, it, it ended in a very um, dramatic way. And again, people being like, you can go back to teaching, like, it's okay. And like, no, 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 no. Like, this is not like, this is just the beginning. This is what was supposed to happen. So to bring my beliefs to them, I really learned that it, it wasn't going to land. So instead of trying to make them understand, I really just was like, okay, now I can understand how you can support me and love me. It's going to be like this. That's what I'm going to go there for. And I'm going to go over here, you know, to my coaches and mentors for business stuff, for work stuff, for triggering stuff, you know, and I, I really learned how to create a balance where they still felt respected. My, my family, my friends, they still felt respected. They still felt like, you know, we, we were intertwined and they were important to me and I was important to them. And then I learned how to really move my, my work and everything involved with my work into this area and trust what I was doing over there. I got to stay over there. And obviously then the work on the visibility of being seen, talking about money, like how can I show up? How do I compound the guilt? How do I, you know, be this person when like, it was like, they didn't want me to. Yeah. So it was a lot of, a lot of internal work. And I think a lot of people don't realize that being an entrepreneur and, and really shifting your life and becoming the person you were born to be and desired to be takes so much internal work. Like, yeah, whatever, here's the strategy. Here's the 10 things that you need to do in business that won't get you anywhere. If you're not doing your inner work. Yeah. I'm a, I'm not a, um, a, well, I shouldn't say I'm not a stuff kind of person because I like stuff, but I'm not like um, a luxury type of shopper kind of person. And my husband's assistant for years has been trying to get me to drive a luxury vehicle. And I've always driven a big vehicle, right? So not that my car was cheap because my car was kind of expensive, but my husband showed up with a car that I was manifesting yesterday and it is on a whole nother level. <laughs> and I am, I like have this shame about driving it, you know, like he left it with me today and I'm like going to where I'm going. And I'm like, ah. because before with his last car, he had, um, I don't know, some fancy Mercedes and I know nothing about like vehicles. I just, I don't care. And I remember a couple of times we traded cars and literally people would stop me to talk to me about my car. And I'm like, <laughs> 
okay, you know, it's like a get here to there kind of thing for me. So I, I, I feel all of these emotions around this, you know, this possession now, and you talk a lot about personal power, right? And there is the logical part of me that understands, like, we work hard for what we have. We work hard mentally, internally, emotionally, right? You don't just get to this point of having all the things without the unsexy work, like you call it. So how do you suggest that people stay in their power when they feel this like shame and guilt around the success that they're acquiring along the way? Yeah, this is huge. Well, congratulations to you. How exciting. Thank you. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Um, but this is just a normal human experience. You know, if you look back, it's just such a human experience where we, our humanness is is meant to experience guilt. It's, it's an emotion on, a, on the spectrum, right? That is very normal for us. So even if we were to look back on childhood, like before you had all this stuff, you would experience guilt. So right. it's first of all, to like normalize that emotion and that feeling and also reminder that you're a very good human being, you know, because you are feeling that. So you have a very healthy, you know, stance of your ego and purity that is just being developed. The next way I go into it is by looking where that thought and that belief has come from. So most of the time it would be coming from a belief system that is not true to you or is not really true, right? So again, we were taught that rich people and wealthy people are bad, like money is evil, right? So all of those things become compounded into like, I don't know, my experience of luxury vehicles too was like, you know, people just get that to look a certain way, right? It needs to fit the job. So that's what I've heard growing up. So I was the same way. My vehicle is always point A to point B. It wasn't until this year that I bought my first luxury vehicle too. And even still, I'm like, Wow, like that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like me driving my kids to school. This. Like that's all day today. I'm like, do I do I really need this right now? <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, chill. <laughs> It's okay, you know, like, yeah. but it, it's, I, I love that. I love what you're saying about the belief system because that's huge, right? That's really why people are the way they are. And that's why people judge. And that's why we get triggered because of that belief system that we grew up with. Exactly. And that's where I go into like, if you were to live in a different city and you knew nobody, would you want the vehicle? And most people or whatever, most people would be like, yeah, I would be online. I would talk about this. I would share this. I'd post this. I would buy this. Right? It's like, oh, so you're not doing it because of the judgment that's coming in, the eyes and the voices that you believe because of that belief system are going to happen. So that's where you lean into, again, desire is when, when nobody else exists and I still want the thing, that's a true desire. If it's like, well, you know what, like I ultimately, I actually don't care. Maybe I'm feeling pressure or maybe I think I should, like, that's where we lean out of like, if you would ride a bike when nobody else is there, don't get the car. <laughs> right, right. That was so powerful. What you just said, if you were to take everybody away and the desire is still there, right? Because that that was the whole thing with this car. It was somebody posted it in a mastermind that I'm in for Melanie, actually. They were like, this car is on brand for you because the interior- Is it a G-Wagon? No, it's a- uh, oh, what is it? 
a Mercedes. Oh, <laughs> and the one that was posted for her was a white interior with like a little tea set, you know? So when my husband was at the dealership, he called me and he was like, I, I said, does it have the tea set? Is all I want to know. Like, does it have the tea set? And he was like, no, it has a champagne cooler. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Even better. And, and that's the whole point. Like the car was not purchased so that everybody in the world could see it. The car was purchased because like for the first time ever, I saw a vehicle that I was like, wow, that's like really sexy. And I like that. And it's that personal power of, you know, what it would it feel like to drive a vehicle like that and, and to be in that kind of power. Right. And then once I got the vehicle, it was like, oh my God, all the starving people and all the, right? Like, and then all the like negative stuff comes in. And that happened to me during COVID. During COVID, I went to go work in my husband's warehouse and I took off all my diamonds and I like plain Jane, it was like, for some reason, if I took off all my diamonds, like all would be better in the world, but it really wasn't. It was just like this hump that I needed to move through because of these stories that I've created along the way. And I think that's why a lot of people, they don't become successful in their life because of the conditioning that we've known that we're not supposed to have that or be that, or, you know, have that or whatever. So yeah, I think it's also like letting letting ourselves own the identities of all of us, right? right? So like even like, you know, I'm like, yeah, take off my stuff. I, I'm a mom. I wear sweatpants. I'm not like, you know, I'm that and I'm that. And I get to like dress up and be luxury and have this beautiful thing and do that beautiful, incredible thing and drive my amazing vehicle. Like I get to be that. I get to drive that while I'm in sweatpants and no makeup. You know, it's like also looking at all of the pieces. Sometimes we think in order to have those things, we have to become an entirely different person. And then that pressure also comes in like, oh my gosh, like now I have to be that person 24 seven. It's like, but you're also this one and you're this one and you're this one and then you're this one. You get to be all of it and have everything you want and not have any of it whenever you want, you know, like you are the decider of it. And I think that's, that's where we also create that sense of freedom where it's like, no one's defining me. I am. And I get to be every piece of me. My past is just as important as my future, who I was then has impacted who I am now. So it's not letting go or being like, I'm not that one anymore. I'm not that identity anymore. It's like, you are all of it. You just get more of you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I love having you as a guiding light in this world and showing your power and your growth and, and your story. It's so inspiring. And I love getting to work with you. Um, for those of you that are new to my world, I've gotten to be in a mastermind with Amy and I've taken her classes before. And it's just amazing learning who you are, allowing for the human design to really integrate within you. It really is a powerful tool to have in this life. So Amy, if people want to find you and work with you, how are you available for that? Yeah, you can just find me online. Um, the Amy Elizabeth is my personal Instagram account. And then Align by Design HD is my Instagram. We have a website, alignbydesignhd.com. Feel free to DM, email us. 
whatever, just find me, you'll find me somewhere. And um, I really just have like one-to-one spaces and then all of my evergreens right now, just because of the work that we're continuing to grow and some changes that are going on, which is amazing. Um, But that's it. Like, thank you so much for being you, for sharing your journey. I really appreciate and value. And obviously being a fellow projector and mom, I think it's just so important that as much as we can, we're sharing these journeys and these ups and downs of life and motherhood and entrepreneurship and you know the 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 truth behind it all so thank you for your voice and everything you're putting out into the world because it's it impacts so many so many people just from you being you and sharing your story yeah it's important i want people to know and understand that this life is meant to be lived happy and free and i spent the first 40 something years of my life living a life of suffering and shame and guilt and feeling like you know i knew i had this inner success within me and and i've had very much success in my life but then there's always that like turn down like turn it down turn it down yeah. turn it down so now this next phase of my life is turn it up Turn it up. Step on out. <laughs> Turn it up. Keep on going and show others what's possible because my true wish is for everybody's dreams to come true. And, and I really want people to dream big and to know that every single thing that you see that I have, that you have, that that is available to us, it really is available to us. There was literally a time when I was on food stamps that I thought that only certain people were allowed to be millionaires because there was only a certain amount of dollars in the world. And I realize now that money is energy and air is abundant, right? We all get to breathe the air, which means we all get to tap into the energy of money and wealth and abundance and desire. And it's just a matter of switching that thought and the belief system that we've grown up with and the journey is hard right like the journey is the journey but like we learn how to deal with all of that we grow our emotional intelligence which has been huge for me right as a emotional projector with many waves (laughs) that's definitely been like one of the hardest things for me is to learn how to not react right away and to take a few deep breaths and to you know realize that everybody is having their human experience and we need to meet people where they are and not have the expectation that everybody is where we are because we obviously spend our days in and out learning about this stuff and healing and really looking at things but the average person is not doing that so it's allowing for people to be who they are and, and trying to like open up a little bit of a gateway for them to come on up with us and everybody gets to rise if they choose to. Exactly. And we just choose our hard, right? That's hard. This is hard. It's all hard. Life is also just so beautiful when we embrace the hard because with the hard becomes, you know, there, there's always something so light on the other side of it. Yeah. There's always going to be duality like that. And that's what, you know, people on social media, they don't realize like when they see the highlight mm-hmm. reel, they don't realize the backstory or, you know, I'm sure when people come into your world now and they, they see your beautiful branding and all the things, they don't know the backstory of what it was like 
like, like making that transition and going from school teacher to who you are. And it's, it's important to share this with the world. So people see like, wherever you are, you get to shift and change. Like I went from food stamps to first class, like that was a journey. Right. And mm-hmm. now I'm here, I'm, I'm on the up and up, but there are still hard days. Like yesterday I was ready to like, rip somebody's face off. There's also the energetics of the world, right? Like we're entering spring and the liver is waking up and we've stored all this stuff inside of us. So it's the more that you know and allow for yourself to know, like the information is there for a reason for us to grow. It's just, are you going to allow yourself to open up to receive? Exactly. And to allow that to make sense, right? To be like, oh, this again, isn't wrong or bad or shameful. It makes sense that I'm feeling like this. It makes sense that it's hard right now, right? Because what you're learning incorporating, just like a child is learning something new, it's hard for them. This is hard, right? But we have to keep going. And if we choose to keep going, there's something that it becomes easier. The repetition, the patterns, the understanding, the acceptance, it all gets easier. Yeah. Any last words or advice for the audience watching? Oh my gosh. I I mean, that was an amazing wrap up. I would just say like (laughs) everything is limitless. Like there really is the most important thing that I think I would leave is, is our human design allows us to understand ourselves. And when we understand ourselves, the self-trust and certainty can never be taken from you. And when we walk with that every single day, we just open up our own, our own happiness and our own power. And again, the understanding of what navigates around you and how we get to navigate navigate that and that everything truly is a choice. It really is a choice of what direction we're going. And when we hold that understanding where it's not happening to us, it's for us. And we choose how we show up in those situations. Your entire world can literally change for the better. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Amy. For those of you that are new to the show, welcome. For those of you that watch and listen week after week, I thank you. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. If you are looking for me, you can also find me all over the web, social media. My website is www.shilamida.com. It's S-H-I-L-A-M-I-D-A. I am on Instagram at 50 Shades of Shilamida and goddess underscore of underscore gratitude. I am on Pinterest. I am on YouTube at 50 Shades of Shilamida and on Facebook. I love to play. I love to hear from you guys. DM me. Let me know that you're watching. Let me know what you love and what you want to hear hear more of and we will see you again soon have a great day bye thank you shalanita